Hello, hello. You are tuned into a brand spanking new episode of Tide Pod and y'all. Today we're going to get not to the basics, but to the to the fundamentals, to the things that every entrepreneur should have in place, y'all. So we are joined by Christian Mills, who is the founder of Christian Mills Coaching, where she is a business coach and a startup strategist for budding entrepreneurs. She is super passionate about helping women of color start and grow their businesses, show up confidently online, and attract consistent clients and customers. Now, let me just tell y'all, since I started my business, what is it? I don't know. I feel like it's been like 10 years now, but it hasn't. But consistency is the name of the game. And I totally resonate with the attracting consistent clients and customers element of that bio because we all know like when we first enter into this space, consistency is like the last reality that most of us have. So this is a very, very wonderful conversation to tune into, whether you are a new and budding entrepreneur, or maybe you've been in the game for a while and you just need a refresher. I think there's going to be something in this episode for everyone. So go ahead, you know me, like grab the notebook, grab the coffee. If you're not doing coffee, like I'm not, grab your dandelion tea, grab whatever you need, go (laughs) ahead and get comfortable because we are going to get started. take just a quick second to ask you for a serious bit of support. TyPod would not be possible without your reviews, your comments, and just all of the positive feedback that we've been receiving so far. So if you haven't already, please go on, hit subscribe to make sure you're not missing out on any of this good and free content, and also be sure to leave a review. You may think that I'm not looking at them, but I swear to you, my friend, I read every single review and it just makes my heart so happy. So if you haven't already done so, hit pause, leave a review, and then let's get back to the goodness. Christian, I would love it if you could take a few moments just to introduce yourself further, like paint the picture of where you've been, what brought you to this space in particular, and to the work that you're doing with new entrepreneurs. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. Um, Wow. What brought me into this space? So my business journey is a bit interesting because I always tell people I found a few of the wrong things first. Mm. Um, I've always kind of known that I would work for myself, but not sure in what area or what way. So the first thing that I did was I wrote two books Um, and I wrote books that target young women and helping them really just identify with their self. Um, and those were great. I enjoyed them. I enjoyed the writing process. I enjoyed being able to speak to them, but it was like, I kind of eventually hit a dead end. Like there's only so much I can do to talk about with these books. And then I tried to do a skincare line when I was like in college and it happened really like nonchalantly. I wanted a scrub. They didn't have a scrub at a store. 
I bought some strawberries and sugar and things and made a nice scrub. But then I started giving it to family members. Friends wanted to purchase it. I was like, I'm supposed to have a skincare brand, mm-hmm. right? And made a website, did all these things, but then realized with the packaging, once I shipped to a couple places during the summer, like some of the things would leak or they didn't ship the proper way. And at the time, I didn't have the finances to invest in fixing all those problems. So I'm like, okay, that's not it right now. Maybe we'll come back to that another day. And lo and behold, in 2018, I went through a crazy situation at work and I had to leave my job. And so when I left my job, I went through a period for about eight months where I couldn't find another job. And I was like, you know what? I don't ever want to be in this situation again. But I've also given so much of my skill sets to everyone in the world. And every business, whether I was working at the mall, styling at Express, or working in different stores, or working in higher education or other realms, I gave my skills to everyone. And it made me want to deep dive into how can I use my skills for myself? And I realized that I was always helping my friends and family members start their business. If they had a business idea, I was like down the street and around the corner with it. Like, you want to start hair products? Okay, what's your brand colors? What do we want to attract people with? What's your tagline going to be? How do we start building this email list? As soon as somebody gave me a vision, I ran with it. And I immediately started like helping them build the foundation, giving them strategies to get started. And then God really showed me like, there's something to this. Like, you need to figure out how to package this and offer it. And that's what led me to start my business a year ago. Mm-hmm. And in this time, it's just been wonderful. I set a crazy goal to try to serve 100 women in my first year. While I didn't reach it, I did serve 84 through my own workshops and my group pro- coaching program and my one-on-one services. So I'm like ecstatic about that, ecstatic about who I'll get to serve in year two. But I know for a lot of people, the hardest part is starting and being afraid to fail. But sometimes you might fail like I did at the first couple things, or, you know, you just have a limited time period while you're figuring out and you're learning things, but you will eventually find your thing if you're not afraid to start and take the leap. And so that's what's kind of become my path to becoming a business coach and strategist. That's really cool. I like, I like that conversation about just, just start, like, don't be afraid to fail. I'm curious, do you feel like, because I wouldn't categorize your experience as failures necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's just trying things, pivoting, trying things, pivoting. And right. y'all, I was one of those people, like a lot of people don't know this about me, but first of all, when I started like getting the inkling of the online entrepreneur space, I was getting my whole master's in industrial organizational psychology. And it still didn't dawn on me exactly how I was going to leverage that expertise right. in this space. I was like, hmm, maybe I'll do career coaching. Maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll do that. Oh, all of my friends send me their resumes. Like I was going down all of these different paths, just right. kind of poking my head and seeing what I liked. Meanwhile, I just now with, you know, retrospect is like 2020. I think it's so funny because I'm like, the path was so clear, but for some reason I needed to explore these other interests first, right? Mm-hmm. So don't categorize them as failure for sure. But I'm curious, do you feel like the pivoting and the trying new things and launching this and pulling it back? Do you feel like that has supported your ability to show up as a coach for these women, for these newer entrepreneurs who need someone to like take that vision and help them run with it? Definitely. I think it's made me always tell my clients, feel the fear and do it anyway, Mm -hmm. because there's this concept in society right now where a lot of people are challenging the fact that people are afraid to start as if it's not okay to be afraid but I don't think that it's it's not wrong to be afraid it's not a wrong it's not wrong to be fearful 
but you have to get to the place where you can move forward in spite of your fears. And so I think that me doing that and being able to write the book, which was a great accomplishment. I'm 28 now and I wrote my first book at 19. So that was a great accomplishment in that moment. I wrote another book a few years beyond that, which was a great accomplishment in that moment. And like you said, maybe not failures, but lessons that had their Mm -hmm. time period and their roadmap and led to the next thing. But I think me being willing to try things and see what happens has been an example for me that I can use for my clients. Of like, you might not know what this landscape is like. I mean, I didn't think that I was going to be lush, um, but I didn't know what I thought I was going to be with my skincare brand. But like, it's okay to take the risk and put yourself out there and do the research. And sometimes you have your success for a limited time period. Sometimes it turns into the thing that you do for your life um, and how you serve your people. You don't know. But I always tell people when you're not starting, you're sitting on somebody else's transformation. Mm. So the longer you're mm-hmm. sitting there, not putting that product out that you know is good or not offering that service that you know can help someone to transform their life, they can't get their freedom because you're sitting on their transformation. Powerful. Yes, ma'am. Ooh, okay, we could go on a whole tangent about that, but we will <laughs> we will hold ourselves back because we came yes. here to give these new entrepreneurs, give them some foundational lessons around just like the four things, four key areas that we wanted to talk about they must plan for, bring to the table, have. So why don't we get into that conversation? I'll let you lead it. I'll let you lead okay. it. Let, let's get into what they need to have in place as new entrepreneurs. Awesome. Well, I'm excited to talk with you guys about the four key strategies that I feel that all entrepreneurs need. So when you think about the fact that like you have strategies, I think a lot of people understand you need a launch strategy and you need a content strategy. But what happens after you launch your business? Like every stage, I'm a firm believer that in every stage of your business, you need a strategy, right? So if you're going to launch a business and you're a beginner, you're a baby in business, um, you need a launch strategy. It's not just, hey, I have these products. I'm going to put them out with their pictures tomorrow. Hey, I have this service I want to offer. I'm going to put that out with my picture tomorrow. I need to do some research on the back end. First, identify what it is that I really want to offer. Ask myself if I'm planning to launch, is this a solution to someone's problem? Not just because it would be cool to offer because it's your idea, but how do you validate that idea? And then validate that people need those ideas And then how do you position yourself to build a following that's going to need what you have when you launch, right? So are you using a lead magnet? Are you using a 30, 60, or 90-day content strategy where you're going to show up and provide value about the services you have to offer? Are you going to show your own transformation from your products, right? You can't sell a weight loss product if you're not giving us the before and the after in the journey. Where's the authenticity? Where's your your lived experiences or your friends and family's lived experiences, right? You have to tell people a story when you're planning to launch that makes them buy into that story. Because when they see the transformation that your services or your products have provided for you or for someone else, they're going to be more more apt to buy in and literally spend money with you and buy into what it is that you're launching. But I think that sometimes people hear launch and it's like, my launch plan is make a website offer this thing, mm-hmm. open the doors. And then when it doesn't go as successful as we want, we're upset because we didn't actively plan to tell a story, make a connection, show up consistently, right? Because there's so many messages coming to people every day as they're scrolling Instagram, in their emails, on TV, listening to a podcast, reading a book, right? Mm-hmm. So if you think your one post between today and 21 days from now is going to prepare <laughs> the masses, 
it's, it's just not going to happen. So when launching, you need to strategically validate your idea, validate who needs your idea, position yourself in front of those people to say, I have something of value and here's how I'm going to show you. And then leave them somewhere to be prepared. How are you building your email list? What lead magnet are you going to be using to get these people drawn to a place that says, okay, they took another step beyond Instagram and signed up. And they might just want to spend money with me because they understand that I have something valuable to offer. Mm-hmm. I The part that really stuck out to me about that, and I think it's it's funny because it's one of the most I don't know. Again, retrospect, hindsight is 2020. So it's one of the most quote unquote obvious parts, but building the people, like building the audience, the community that are actually going to have interest in what it is that you bring to the table. Right. And that's like, it's, it's 101. It's very 101, but I think that it's very easy to gloss over because I think, I keep saying, I think what we get confused with, I'm putting myself back in my shoes of Tiana a couple of years ago. And I, what we get really confused with is an audience, just a bigger audience. I want to grow by this many thousand people. I want to grow by that many thousand. I want the 10K, right. whatever. We confuse that with actually building the community of people who need what you have to offer. Correct. And I think we get so focused on, I need this audience that we take the humanity out of the audience. No, you don't just need an audience. You need an audience of people who need what you bring to the table. And that's two very different things. And yeah, so when you were saying that, I was thinking about Tiana a couple of years ago and I was like, "Mm, yep, I was very much just like, I need more people. And it's like, no, you don't. You need the right people. Like we Mm got to take this three steps back. Right. And that's a lot of times when I'm working with my clients, they're like, I have this idea. And I'm like, well, who's your audience? Everybody. And I'm like, no, it can't (laughs) be everybody. Like that is where we have to unwind. And I always tell this like, um, who you are targeting, right? If you're a target audience. So I'm going fishing. I don't fish, but it's just a good analogy. Mm-hmm. So if you fish and you're listening, give me grace. If I'm going fishing and I want to catch a sea bass, I want to catch the sea bass. Now, if I go fishing and we pull in more than that, that's great. But if I caught the sea bass and I caught four or five of them, I'm excited. So if my target audience is millennial women of color, that's who I fish for in my business. If I catch someone who's a woman, but not a woman of color, I'll serve her. I've caught a few men in my first few years in business. I served four or five men through my strategy services. I'm not going to serve men anymore because the 84 women outnumber them, but I'm hitting my target. So I think that people forget that, okay, yes, I want to serve my people. And I, yes, I want to get sales, but who's your target? Because you should be talking to your target. And once you figure that out, and especially if you figure that out before launching, you're going to have an even more successful launch, like you said. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't fish either, but y'all extend her all the grace <laughs> if that didn't make no sense. To me, it made sense. So, you know, we'll That's give what that what it is. <laughs> we know what she was trying to say. And they're like, you know, girl, I don't know if you find this sea bass when you go fishing. It's the first fish that came to my mind. I'm telling you. No, I literally, I was teaching and I did an analogy about a garden the other day. And I was mm-hmm. like, at the end of the analogy, I was like, well, FYI, I'm actually not a good plant mom. I'm pretty bad at gardening, but y'all know what I'm saying, right? That's all. As long as the analogy connects, it gets the job done. It does. Okay. So let me recap. Number one, one of the strategies that we need to really, really make sure we're paying attention to is the overall launch strategy. And that is not just a, 
I have this idea for a product or service. I'm going to put it out there. It's a must. It's a much more holistic, robust strategy with a lot more thinking deeply into who is it that we are trying to serve and how should we be showing up for them with all of the various touch points. Is that fair? Yes, that's okay. correct. All right, let's move on to strategy number two. What you got for us? Yes, strategy number two is your growth strategy. So I kind of link this with maintenance and growth together, but a lot of times people's first goal is to launch. Mm -hmm. And then you launch and you're kind of like, well, what happens now? You spent the last three months, six months, nine months, 12 months researching, preparing, getting your content ready, getting figuring out how to offer your services or how to offer your products. And then you launch that first time. And for some people, they're lost after that. Like, do I just do the same thing again? How often am I supposed to open the doors to my program? How often am I supposed to share my products? Do I share the same products? Do I add new products? And so sometimes people can be very disoriented after you launch. But that's because we're not taking the time to make a strategic growth plan. And a lot of times people have goals, but do you have a strategic growth plan? So if you've launched the first time, now what do you want to accomplish in your next three to six months in your business? And you have to identify clear goals, not just, I want to make $1,000. Okay, well, if you want to make $1,000, what three or four products are you offering at what price? How many times do you need to sell those products within that month or those three months to hit that goal? And then what are you going to do to do that? Are you going to send information out to your email list a couple of times a week? Are you going to post on Instagram and spotlight a certain product line? Your growth strategy requires you to say, this is what I want to do. And this is how I'm going to do it. So, for example, one of my goals this year is to four times the growth on my email list. And so last year, I think I, my goal was just to get to 100 people. I think I got like 159. So I broke down whatever the number is that I'm going to have to do to four times my goal. And then I broke that down, divided it by four. So I know each quarter how many numbers I need to reach and how many new subscribers I need to get. That's not enough for me to reach my goal. Now I have to identify the proper strategy. Well, what am I going to do to lead people to my email list in order to get that additional 100, follow, 100 subscribers each quarter? Mm -hmm. How am I going to do it? So last year, one of my strategies was I had a free monthly workshop. So in order for people to come to the workshop, you had to fill out the form, give me your email, you get access to the workshop. That's a lot of where a lot of my subscribers came from last year. This year, um, my free workshop series is over, but now I want to make sure that I'm offering a good freebie each quarter. What is going to be my downloadable worksheet? What is going to be my workshop or webinar I do once a quarter that brings you to my email list? So now I'm getting very specific. And even if I want to get more specific, I could say for Q2, I'm going to do this in April. I'm going to do this in May to build my email list. I'm going to do this in June to build my email list. Now I have a strategy to grow my email list. So when people have goals within your business, unfortunately, it's great that you have a goal. But what steps are you going to take and what strategies are you going to put in place so that you can hit that goal? Because a lot of people have income goals. A lot of people have mm -hmm. sales goals. You have positions that you want to fill seats in, in your programs. But what are the steps you need to take? What strategies do you need to put in place that are going to help you reach that goal. And I think in business, sometimes this hurts people's brains to think about, but I think we just overcomplicate it. Like if a person wants to lose 20 pounds, we're like, oh, okay, well then they can lose five to seven pounds a month and work out three to five times a week, drink a gallon of water. That's the strategy. 
Yeah. Like that's the strategy to lose weight. So once we uncomplicate our thought process about strategy, the same thing is true for our business. What's my goal? How do I break it down? What steps do I need to take in order to achieve it? Absolutely. And I, again, I think it's, it's really powerful when we're able to talk about it from a personal perspective and like put ourselves back in those shoes. Right. And one of my struggles was very simple. I could write the goal. I could break it down. I could even think about the strategy for me. If that didn't get put in a schedule where mm-hmm. it was holding me accountable to do it, or if I didn't have it, like one, all of the options, honestly, I needed the coach to hold me accountable. Mm-hmm. I needed the community, my friends, my colleagues right. to be like, Tiana, what's up with that webinar you said you was going to do? You know what I mean? I needed to put it in the actual calendar, put it as a task in my ClickUp management system, right? Right. To actually make sure you then execute on it. Yeah, that was I feel like for a long time that has been historically a missing link for me. And a lot of people I knew when we first entered into business was, well, first of all, a lot of the breakdown of the goals is a really big struggle, especially for the visionaries. Right. Mm -hmm. Because we have all the big ideas and we're just like, here are the ideas. They're amazing. Everybody come on. And it's like, oh, you didn't break that down. Absolutely. Because, and you know what? I read a book. I can't remember what the name of the book was, but I read a book a couple of years ago uh, when I was doing some network marketing with It Works and my um, lead let it at, um, had it as mandatory reading press. And she mm-hmm. talked about the four different types of people, but blues were visionaries, red were very detail oriented and powerful and yellows and greens had different things. And a lot of times people are very visionary or very detail based. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard to find people who are both. And so I get that. A lot of my clients, because I'm serving people who are just starting out their businesses, they mostly all have the vision. And they're like, hello, why aren't people coming? Like, why aren't people buying? This is what I have to offer. And I'm like, but the details, like we have to get down to the details. We have to really do the work. Um, and I think that's great that you shared that because so many people have great ideas. And some have the details too, mm-hmm. but don't. That struggle with executing because now I have this perfectly laid out plan, but I don't have the push to execute. And like you right. said, that can come from different lanes. It can come from a coach. It can come from your community around you. It can come from setting alarms or working in your management system. So I just love the supports that you put in place to help you get better at executing. Oh, so, so crucial, y'all. If you don't take anything else from this episode, I feel like that is one of those nuggets where please do not underestimate the power of all of those pieces, right? Yeah. Do not, oh my gosh, do not estimate that. Okay, so we have covered launch strategy. We have talked a little bit, pretty high level, but still so, so valuable about thinking through an overall growth strategy and how to break that down. Make sure you're actually executing all of the things. Today's episode is brought to you by Flowdesk. Have you ever opened one of those business emails and been like, holy cow, why the heck is their newsletter so beautiful? Chances are it's probably because of Flowdesk. Now, I'll keep it 100% real with you. I definitely use Flowdesk to send a balance of back-to-the-basics emails, super old-school style, as well as those fancy newsletter-style announcements. So for me, Flowdesk 100% fits the bill on aesthetics plus functionality. And I'll let you in on a little secret. My open rates are out of this world. I'm telling you, it works for me. So if beauty and effectiveness is your thing, you're definitely going to want to check out Flowdesk today. 
Per usual, I've got you covered with a nice little hookup. You can grab your subscription of Flowdesk with a free 30-day trial and get this 50% off. Just go to tianatai.com slash Flowdesk. That's F-L-O-D-E-S-K. Or if you're already on the website, you can just simply use the code Tiana50. T-I-A-N-N-A-5-0. And I've got you covered, my friend. What is next? What's number three? So number three is your revamping or pivoting slash expansion strategy. Mm. So once you've launched, right, now you're growing. A lot of times as you're growing, you're learning things about yourself. You're learning things about your business. You're learning things about your clients and customers. So typically people hit a period where you're either revamping, pivoting, or you are expanding. And that's where you're just changing something in your business. Sometimes people change what they're offering. So you may decide, like me, for example, now that I've been in business for a year, I was opening my strategy services to men and women. You know what? The number kind of just makes it a landslide. Um, 84 women to five men. I don't necessarily need to serve men. Not that there's anything wrong with it. But I can now focus completely on women. That's a change that I'm making as I'm moving forward, right? Someone who is expanding, for example, I have a client that is a coach. And I'm sorry, she was a speaker, motivational speaker and encourager. She wants to expand her brand to add services. So as she's grown, she realized she has a committed following. She has people that love the information that she has. They love being encouraged and motivated by her. But she now wants to be an encouragement and mindset coach. So we had to map out what does that look like for her? What does services look like for her, especially as a person that has never had services before? Who do you want to serve? So when you're pivoting, revamping, or expanding, you kind of have to take yourself back through some of those same conversations that are in your launch process. Because now I may be going in a new direction. And am I serving the same type of people in this new direction? Am I offering the same products and service in this new direction? Am I scaling down? Like, no, I want to keep these three things, but I don't want to have those two things. And that's totally okay. And I think sometimes we get pigeonholed into, well, I've always done that, or I've always Mm -hmm. had that. And is my audience going to move with me? Well, the people that need what you have to offer, yes. You know, if you are offering three to five services and you realize, you know what, the bulk of my income comes from these three services and I don't want to run myself crazy. I don't know about y'all, I'm single. But if you are married and you have children and then you're offering three, five, six services, that sounds like a lot. It does. you got to manage your family after you're done with your work, right? And you want to consolidate. That would be an example of you revamping. So now I'm going to niche down to these three. I'm going to let those two go. Maybe I want to do some digital services. I don't have to actively show up so much. I can spend more time with my family, your husband, or just get out and travel more, whatever it is that your heart desires. But in that period, you really have to do a lot of self-evaluating and evaluating what's working in your business. Not only based on what your numbers are saying might be good to let go, but also where do you feel drained? Mm -hmm. If you're revamping or if you're pivoting, Something's draining you and making you tired or you feel exhausted, right? Sometimes people pivot because they don't want to do the same type of work anymore. So maybe this same lane that you set out to be in, you do want to be in, but you don't want to serve the same level. I may grow to the point where, okay, now I have beginner clients and I have six-figure clients. Eventually, I'm probably going to have to choose one. Who do I want to serve? And that is perfectly okay. So in that revamping and expanding, even pivoting, You have to be okay with changing your mind. You have to trust your gut. And you have to make sure that you understand that you provide value. Now it's just about how you want to provide value in this season. Because seasons change. 
Seasons do change. You're absolutely right. I think it's a it's a really good reminder that we're not stuck doing anything. Yeah. Right. We started these businesses. You can change it whenever you want. And all you're saying is let's just make sure that there's a strategy behind that transition. Absolutely. I'm here for I'm here for all the strategies. So speaking of <laughs> all the you. strategies, let's talk about I already know what this one is because we talked about this before we like started recording, right? Yeah. And the one that is kind of the undercurrent, particularly if you are existing in the online space where the majority of your marketing is via social media. So I will let you introduce this one because I know this is the big one that is just the Yay. undercurrent to all of it. <laughs> it is. And I love the way that you put that. The undercurrent to all of these is content. Um, and even in launching my business in the last year, this is something that a lot of my clients ask me about is content. It's something that the people that follow on social media ask me about is content. And last week or the week before I taught a content masterclass on everything is content. That's just my phrase about content because a lot of business owners are like, I don't know what to post. I don't know what to say, but honestly, you're already doing it. You Mm -hmm. are working behind the scenes. Take the video. You are packaging the product. Take the picture. You are out to lunch with your girlfriends who are all talking about business. Get the moment. Um, and in that, we talked about how content is literally a part of everything that we do, but we get so used to only talking about content on social media that we forget that, right? If you have an email that you're sending to your email community, the words that you're writing, that's content. The sales page that you may be linking to, that's content. The picture that you put in the email, it's a form of content. And so we have to remember that everything is content your videos, your pictures, your captions that you're writing, how you're showing up on Instagram or Facebook or in your stories, right? All of this is content. And you actually need content to execute any of the other strategies that I talked about. Your launch strategy is going to require you making a plan. So I want to have 30 to 60 days to share value and position myself as an expert in this lane or show why my products are transformational. I'm going to need to take pictures and videos and get testimonials. And all that is content. In order to launch, if you want to grow to hit your goals, just like I said, I wanted to build my email list, me making a form for you to sign up for the workshop that leads you to my email list and writing a description and having a picture, those things are content. And when you're revamping or pivoting and you're changing your messaging, using new brand photos, talking to a new audience, that's also content. So it's really important for all of us to understand that you have to have a content strategy no matter what stage of business that you're in. Mm-hmm. Now, it's clearer and it's easier when you set your goals. And so I tell people, like, I have a three-step content creation process. I plan my content, I get the content, and then I share the content. A lot of times people go get the content, then they come back with your cute pictures, and then you're writing your captions and you're like, oh, I needed a picture that would go better with talking about this program or better with talking about this transformation. But a lot of people aren't starting with planning. And you need to take some time to say, okay, what kind of content do I need for the next 30 days or two weeks if that's too much for you to think about, right? Start with seven days, 14 days, 30 days, make the plan. And then you can take some time to get the content that you need so you can execute your vision. If I want to share a story on Instagram, but I don't have any content, then it's going to be hard for me to do that. I need some sort of picture or video that goes with it. So content and strategic content is going to help you reach your goals. So it all comes back together, right? If you are launching, you need a launch plan. If you're growing, you need a growth plan. If you're revamping, pivoting, or expanding, you need a plan for that. All these plans require you to intentionally create content and convey a message in order to grab those customers and clients that you want to attract in the first place. Ooh, amen. 
I um you just reminded me I remember I don't know I feel like we've all experienced the season where it's just like yeah I just need pictures right yeah and I'm one of those people I'm super super blessed my husband has is basically the ideal Instagram husband so he Mm -hmm. is like a budding photographer at this point takes all of my pictures it It, I'm spoiled it's the best thing in the world I know let me tell you But I do remember, for example, just, you know, going out and doing random photo shoots, which was fine, but it wasn't tied to any specific goal, any specific strategy. So I would encounter moments where it's like, ooh, it would have been really helpful to have a picture with white space because now I've decided I want to do a launch and I need this picture with white space for the website. Okay, now I have to figure out something creative to just make this work, right? Right. And now, now I'm fast forwarding to just a few weeks ago when... It wasn't for any particular launch or anything like that, just like overall growth, uh, just to keep up with Instagram stories. And I was like, I really want some more unique like background imagery and photos for Instagram stories. That's not just stock photos. Babe, can we get like, we have a team tie mug, we have journals, we have all this stuff. I was like, can we just take a couple of nice artistic like background shots? And that was a whole it was a plan. It was a strategy, but it all impacted the actual shots that we took. Yeah. Right. Cause every other photo shoot would have like my full face, full body in it. And that's not what I needed for text overlays for Instagram. Right. Come so on. it's like a little simple example, but is this, if you actually plan, like you said, and think mm-hmm. through, okay, what is the purpose of this content? Let me get that straight ahead of time. You can make sure we did it like a 30 minute photo shoot on a Thursday. And now I have story backgrounds for the next quarter, at least, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's what you're saying, right? I love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even if I can piggyback on that, Mm -hmm. like, I just finished doing a brand photo shoot last month that's specifically for my website. Um, And I've been wanting to get a website way for a while, but I'm very picky. So I'm like, I've been taking my time, make sure I get the photos I want, get the type of copy and everything that I want. But my photographer, I've worked with her for a year now, and she really is just next level. So when we were shooting that day, she was like, these are for your website, right? And I'm like, yes. So she's like, we're going to make sure we pay in wide and some things. I'm going to have you do some different types of posts. And it just goes to show, like back to your point, we shot so much in an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. She found a location. It went with my new brand colors randomly because I had just chose them like two weeks before shooting with her. And when I got back the images, everything looked so intentional. And when my web designer asked me to send like, oh, since your top 20 to 30 photos, whatever it's I could see the difference in the full body shots versus the ones where horizontal, where I could see this can go on a website and it'd be like this. But if I would have just been like, hey, Shakira, can we take some photos this weekend? Mm-hmm. I would have gotten to a position where my photographer's like, do you have any where you look like you're working? Do you have any that can go across the homepage? And I would have been unprepared. Yep. So I feel like you said the best thing you can do, the best thing we can all do for our content is plan ahead. So we don't end up wishing we had something or not prepared because it's so important to show up online consistently. Absolutely. And that's a message that I've been preaching to my audience for a while now. And it's like, you have to show up consistently. People, so much is happening. So much information is coming. If you're not showing up, people aren't going to remember you and it's going to be hard to remain relevant. So the best thing you can do is create intentional content. Here for it. I'm all about intentionality. Says it on my necklace. So I'm always yes. here for that. <laughs> so if everybody is needing to get consistent and be intentional and do all of those wonderful things, they're going to need to be able to hear your voice in their ear, just like throughout this whole episode, <laughs> ma'am. So before I let you go, I need you to tell us all the places that everyone can find and connect with you. 
Oh, thank you so much. Um, I'm on Instagram most of the time at Christian Mills. And Facebook, you can find my business page at The Leap Program because that was where my business started with. And even though I've expanded my services, that name has just stuck. Um, and my new website will be released very soon. So you can find me at christianmills.co if you want to connect with me there and stay um, connected with resources that I have. I have some events coming up and I just launched my content ebook. So you'll be able to find that on my new website. Oh, come on. So we will make sure to have all of those links, all of the resources, all of the places in the show notes. So go and check that out to make sure that you can get connected with Christian. Christian, thank you so much for joining us today. It was absolutely a pleasure. I love the fundamentals. I think it's always, always important for any level, honestly, any level of entrepreneur to revisit those fundamentals. I definitely got something out of this episode. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I had a blast and I'm so excited that we got a chance to connect. 